Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome back to the T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. Spence, howdy, howdy. All right. It's the run into Christmas. Oh, don't. <laughs> we're not even out of October yet. Oh. If anyone's listening, we're in, it's the 28th of October, um, which means in a few days' time, we're going to be in November, and then we're in the run to Christmas. No? After, can we can we just leave it till after bonfire night at least? I, I, I like that. I'm not a fan of the uh, celebrating it too early and the people yeah. who put the decorations up in uh, November. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me miserable. Yeah. I, was, I mean, they, had, they were letting fireworks off early that, over the weekend and they scared the cat so much so that it ran up the Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I read that on social media the other day. <laughs> you knew it was coming. So, Spence, yeah. um, quick podcast today um, around hiring great talent. Yeah, yeah. We we do quite a bit on the hub, as you know, on, on hiring great talent. And uh, generally, we, we split hiring great talent up into four areas. Uh, sourcing, interviewing, selection, and onboarding. Yeah. And we're trying to look at more and more practical tips within those four areas just to give listeners and customers of the T2 Hub something to think about. And uh, we've sort of been debating recently, haven't we? There's a couple of uh, techniques when it comes to sourcing candidates um, into the process that that generally get overlooked or mm. forgotten about in organisations, would you say? I would. I'd agree with you totally there. I think there's uh, I think there's a good point. When we were debating it, you were saying that why is it that every time we, we come to this particular sort of place, uh, as, as in sourcing, sourcing, hiring great talent, sourcing candidates to, to come in, uh, we seem to sort of start from scratch every time uh, rather than using things that we've already got in place. Yeah, so for utilising... Yeah, yeah, for example, you know, we'd we'd start the com- the sourcing program process completely from scratch. So mm. we'll either engage our recruiter, yeah. and we'll give them a job spec if they're lucky. But yeah. we'll say, right, we need somebody go and find us some people, yeah. and they'll go fishing in the ponds, or we'll put a, a post out on social media or on our corporate website, uh, an application process, whatever it might be. Yeah. So yeah, most organisations tend to um, to to start the process from scratch mm. every time we, we we're trying to fill. Yeah, um, you know, gaps or we're trying to hire recruits in. But we just wanted to talk about two things that sometimes we forget about where uh, it can really pay dividends for us if we um, if we implement them in the, in the organization and, and, you know, start some initiatives mm-hmm. around them. So let's talk about two things that often go overlooked. Uh, first one we're going to talk about is referrals. Yes. So when we talk about referrals, we're talking about employee referrals. Yeah. And but not just mentioning it, and hopefully people are going to do it. Having a proper initiative, yeah, in the organisation for referrals. Mm. Uh, and uh, if you have a, like an employee referral program, so uh, the great people that you got working for you already, because you spent a lot of time, a lot of put a lot of effort, uh, and spent a lot of money uh, in recruiting these people. Uh, they want to surround themselves with good people as well. They want good people to work with, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know. I mean the, the the companies that you've worked for, um, the the sort of top top skilled people that you've got there, they will 
through the the fact that they do the job that they do will be part of a network. They will have a a, a, a group of people that they know. Not when I say a group, not one group of people, but there'll be lots of people um, with a commonality with them, whether it's a skill set or the job that they do or whatever. But they're not going to be talking to anybody. They're going to be talking to the best. Yeah, well, the thing about the referral, uh, an employee referral program for me is, you know, not only are you asking your employees to go out there and attract talent into the organisation. Yeah. But usually, uh, good people are already in employment. Mm. And the other thing that I found, so I've been, I've firsthand been involved in an employee referral program at Gartner, and they did it really well. Now we'll come on to, um, we'll come on to a referral fee or bonus in a second. Mm. I'm a big fan of it. Some people say you shouldn't be doing it for money; yeah. you should do it for the good of the cause. Yeah. I think both are, are linked. Mm. Um, but I've been part of it where. Your reputation as an employee is on the line as well. Yes. Yeah. So I, I referred a few people, a few of my colleagues and wider network into Gartner at the time. And I was very, very, um, not skeptical, but I was very, very uh, cautious about who. Guarded. Yeah, yeah, I was because I felt like if I was going to refer somebody into the process and they were successful, I wanted them to succeed because sort of my reputation was on the line as much Very as much the person's. So, yeah, yeah. so, so it, it did make me vet whoever I did refer into the organization. It did make me really think about who would stand the best char- chance of thriving in this organization and who was absolutely right for the role. Who would I put my money on? Mm. Um and I did refer a few people. A couple didn't make it, but one did, and one one got in, got into into a role in the organisation. So, you know, it can work really well because people generally their reputation is on the line if they're going to refer somebody. Yeah, and I think that, that again, it's it's very it's very important to to maintain your credibility uh, and your integrity. So within that company, because you want to give that, you want to support that company, don't you? Hmm. So you can't just sort of say, right, okay, then I'm, um, we've got an employee referral program for every person I refer, I'm going to get uh, maybe some sort of monetary reward. Yeah. Well, I'm going to chuck loads of people through to get as much money as I can. Well, there, there's quantity rather than quality, isn't there? It is. Or there's the potential for that. And there's two things on that. I mean, I'm a massive fan. If you're gonna, if you if you go into launch uh, 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 an employee referral initiative i would they have to have skin in the game as well yeah now you'd like to think that your loyal employees will want to only refer people for the good of the cause for the organization however you you need people to proactively go and seek out and Mm. pick the right talent yeah and the only way they're going to spend the time and effort doing that is if there is some skin in the game for them yeah I mean, it's a, it was a global organization, but we used to do something like a thousand dollars. It was a dollars, a thousand dollars, a referral at yeah. Gartner, which was which was serious skin in the game for me to go and, and refer somebody, and therefore <clears> it becomes a win win. Mm. The 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 employee who's taking time to refer the right people yeah. gets a kickback. The organization saves money potentially on recruitment fees, yeah. and gets the right people in the organization who are probably not looking for a job at the time. Yeah, and um, and it works if. If, if if the skin in the game for me now, the way that the, I've seen it done in other organisations is you don't just get the money as soon as they're hired. Mm. You get as an employee, you get the money after the probation period has been passed, successfully navigated and passed. So if you offer three to six months as a probation period, the person who, who referred the, the the candidate in will get the money once that 
period has surpassed. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot so, of sense. So it actually allows the organization to make sure that people aren't just referring anybody yeah. and it's a it's a throw enough, you know, numbers at the wall type of yeah type of model. Yeah. I think there's there's also something that's occurred to me while you were talking actually. There's a third option. When we've talked about Gartner in the past and you've talked about winner's circle, that's a different type of incentive, isn't it? Mm. So maybe if you were doing an employee referral in initiative, maybe rather than a monetary reward, you could use some sort of some other incentive rather yeah. than money. So you could you could I mean, however imaginative you want to be, but tickets to a show or a weekend away or yeah. or something like that. It doesn't have to be that winner's that huge winner's circle. Yeah. But it could be something a little bit different. Six like months at a gym membership, whatever it might be. Yeah. Lots of organisations are striking relationships with with other organisations, and that so they can provide benefits to their employees. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It can be a number of things. But what what my advice is is if you're going to um, launch a, an employee initiative, referral initiative, mm. then you, the employees need to have some skin in the game because otherwise, yeah. if there's no skin in the game for them, they will refer people, but as and when the situation arises, yeah. oh, my friend called me the other day and they're out of employment. Mm. I'll refer them in here. You want people actively thinking about the best person for this organization, right, is Sarah. So I'm going to actively have a conversation with Sarah about my organization, what roles are available, and why she should consider applying for them. There's a difference between the two, yeah. and I think you have to have skin in the game if you're really going to think long and hard about who and who's right for us and who stands the, and who stands the greatest opportunity of getting into the organization and doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes when it comes to sourcing candidates, we miss the fact, Spence, that we've got all of our employees who have a network of friends, family, other professionals in the industry, whatever it might be, people they've worked with in past organizations who they admire and they've seen in action. We forget that they've got this huge network we can tap into. But for me, there's, it's got to be a proactive um, initiative and not just a reactive one. Yeah. And to make it proactive, I think employees have to have some skin in the game to go and do it. Yeah, You know, I'd like to think that that's not the case, but not all employees will have the time or effort or bandwidth to, to go and canvas a lot of lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing, isn't it? Yes. You know, when you are sourcing uh, candidates for roles, uh, rather than just chuck it out to recruitment or start the process from scratch or or go to social media, let's, you know, run a, an effective internal employee referral initiative and put some skin in the game around mm -hmm. it, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Number Excellent. two then, Spence, what's the second thing that uh, we tend to sort of, it slips from our mind or we miss when it's when we're trying to fill roles in our organisation? I think, Martin, I'd like to ask you, have you ever been in a situation where you've been interviewing a potential candidate for a role and you've sat there thinking, this person's not right for this role, but I can think of so many roles they would be right for. They'd be so good. If an opening... If, if something opened up in this uh, team or that area or, or this specialization, they would knock it out of the park if they were part mm. of that. But yeah. that's not so. So, what we're saying is basically consider past candidates. Past candidates. It is a good point, Spence. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever felt the way you've just described, but what I have felt in the past is where I've interviewed certain candidates and I've gone, not now, just not at mm. the moment for a number of reasons. I could see you as part of this business and as part of our journey going forward 
but not in this role right now. I need somebody else with with different traits and skill sets for this role right now. And sometimes it's about expectations around package. You're too much of an expensive beast for me just now. However, going forward, I can see where you fit in. Right. So there's a number of reasons. You're absolutely right. And and I think sometimes do we get caught up as employers? Uh, uh, you know, it, with the thought process of, well, that person interviewed with us two years ago and they were unsuccessful, so mm. they're not right for us. We sort of put them in the trash, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the bin. And, and actually what you're saying is you've got an awful lot of people who have interviewed with you over the past three to five years. Yeah. Some Somewhere not given the role for valid reasons. They, they wasn't the right fit. They're not going to, you know. However... How many of them should be on the bench rather than in the bin? Is that what you're saying? That, I think that's what. You, uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is um, rather than be rather than looking at it from a binary perspective, in or out, we can have in out pending, like our tray system. Yeah, <laughs> the tray system that we put in the bin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got we've got basically people who we want in. They're the, they're the successful candidates. Um, people who are not good enough or aren't suitable or for whatever reason we don't want, they are filed in B1N. But we've got these other people, potential people. You sit there thinking, not right now or not for this role, but there's potential for other roles, other positions. I can see something in them that I think it it would be foolish if we binned them off with all the other people who weren't suitable. But there's other things as well. Imagine if if this person who had potential, who you kept on file, um, in the two years since you since you interviewed him, when did something else? Got more experience, got uh, met more challenges, were more successful. Yeah. So they've got more to bring to the table if you sort of bring them in. I mean, imagine if somebody phoned you up. I mean, obviously not you in your position and not me in my position. But if somebody phoned me up and said, you know what? We—I don't know whether you remember me, but we—we we had an interview. I interviewed you for a position two years ago. I know you weren't successful then for that particular position, but you know what? I really think we've got a position for you now. And and as soon as I was reading the job description, I thought of you. I thought you'd be able to. Well, you know, well, good. Well, well, well that will be. only work, Spencer. And you make a really good point. Mm. But the point I want to make on this is that this only works, i.e., bench players or yeah. people who you've interviewed. Now. If you have given them a fantastic experience first time round, yeah, yeah, and even though they were unsuccessful, you took time mm. to call them, email them, give them feedback, yeah, but also leave them with that really positive feel like, listen, yeah. not now, but never say never, and these are the mm. reasons why, but yeah. I was really impressed with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Now, that then earns you the right because they leave with generally a positive experience of your organization and your brand. So then when you do make that call two years later and say, listen, you interviewed a few years back, I don't even remember, but it was X, Y, Z, and it wasn't right on that occasion for these reasons. You don't want them to go, oh, yeah, I remember you. You was the ones who took a load of my time. You never got back to me. I was left in limbo. I had to call five times, and then I got a one-line email back saying you've been unsuccessful. They're not going to entertain a discussion if that was their experience. So, you know, we bang on about it is so important to to make a great impression on every single candidate, even if they're not right, and to leave them feeling, although they would be disappointed they didn't get the role, leave them feeling you know, quite optimistic about you, your brand and the organization. That's what earns you the right to go back to potential mm. bench players. 
Um, so it's a it's a really good point. And that's why our hiring managers on the front line need to understand that they are brand ambassadors. Even if people aren't right for the role, you conduct yourself and you give candidates the best possible experience mm. because you just never know further down the line when an opportunity arises and that yeah. person's right. And when we start talking about interviews, we do state we do say that it's a two-way thing, isn't it? It's not just you interviewing for a position, but they're interviewing you as a potential employer. Absolutely. More so, so than ever now. Yeah. So two quick things there, Spence, that we're saying for people out there who are yeah, you know, people have more choice than ever. We always yeah. say that on these hubcasts, right? And and the world is changing and people can work almost anywhere, you know, on anything. And therefore, we've got to be clever about our talent, talent attraction. We've got to um, understand the importance of some of this stuff. But there's two things that we forget. We can use our existing employees, good employees who are loyal and who have been there for a while and who enjoy what they do are our best brand ambassadors. But who are their network? Who do they know? Friends, family, LinkedIn connections, people that worked with our past organizations, people who they know who works for who work for our competitors. Yeah. Can we introduce some type of employee referral program? Give them some skin in the game to actively go out and seek the best talent and draw them into the organization. That's the first thing we've got to do because they they are without shadow of a doubt our best brand ambassadors. Um, and, and secondly, past candidates who haven't been successful, where do they go? Do they just go in the recycle bin on your desktop? You know, do their CVs just get deleted? Do we, you know, or do we keep them on file? Do we have our bench players? You know, these in, these people interviewed well, but they just didn't get the role on this occasion. Yeah. However, we were impressed enough to go back if the right role came to the fore yeah and and you know what i've been there before sometimes you interview two or three candidates you get it down to a final couple and you on any given day on this given day you could give either of them the job mm. but you've got to give one of them the job and the other candidate is just unlucky on this occasion yeah. that they came up against a better candidate mm. you know there'll be plenty of them that we must keep on file because that gives us bench players to go back to and as long yeah. as we as an organization and as a hiring manager have created a great first impression and give them an overall positive experience and take and took time to feedback in an appropriate way, then they will welcome that call 18 months. Even they might not be interested, Spence. Mm. They might have gone on to find another job and they are completely happy and fulfilled. Yeah. But they'll have a conversation with you. Yeah. They'll yeah. pick up the phone and they'll have a conversation with you. Mm. Mm. So are you doing this? I guess the final point, Spence, is just challenge yourself. Are you doing this? Do you have any type of employee referral scheme in your business, no matter how small or large? And do you have skin in the game mm -hmm. for the employee to go out and put the time and effort in to draw the right people into the business? And are you binary with the people that you've already interviewed? Of the people who you like got the job and everybody else has been binned? Or have you got that? That bench. Yeah. I'm just getting that mental picture of a file on my desktop on my homepage. Yeah. Bench players. Yeah. So you just you're not actually binning everything off. You're just thinking, you know what? I can see potential with that person. Maybe not this role, maybe not right now, but they're going in my bench players file. And and a final final comment on this, Spence, is when you give your feedback for, to a candidate who has been unsuccessful, mm. if you genuinely come to the conclusion that on another given day they could have got a role or it was just something about the timing or this particular role, then be completely open and transparent with them in the feedback that actually what you would like to do with their permission is keep them on file, 
because we believe that in the not too distant future or whenever it may be, there's probably going to be a role coming up that they would be more suitable for. Do you mind if I keep your details on file? almost on our bench, and I'd love to give you a call. I appreciate you might be going on to a, 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 you know, mm. a further employment. Things might change. You might become happy in a role. However, would you have any objection should the right role come up for me to give you a call? And if they say, yes, sure, Spencer, that, that, that'd be great, then you've got that mutual agreed yeah. plan as well. Because then you can refer to that when I call you in 18 months. Spencer, remember we had that conversation and said, not now, but can I keep you on file? Well, guess what? It's now. Something's come up, and I don't know what your circumstances, but are you open for a chat? Yeah. And I think that's what we've got to encourage frontline leaders and managers to do in every interview with candidates who are unsuccessful, but not for the for the lack of trying or the right type of characteristics, just not for this role or not at this time. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Spence. Well, I think that's two tips I want everybody to think about when sourcing candidates, employee referral pro- program, and bench players. Excellent. Spencer Locker, thank you very much. And we'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast.